Welcome to the Red Cedar Rundown, the number one MSU football and basketball fan podcast. On this week's episode, back on track? Maybe, maybe not. We recap the bounce back win over Northwestern and look ahead to this week's homecoming matchup against Indiana. Send us your comments and questions and we'll be sure to read them on the show. Clark? Yeah. Welcome in. Hey, bud. It's a beautiful day. Homecoming week. Real nice day. Real nice day. The weather's perfect. <laughs> a little bit of different vibe after a win than uh, a depressing loss. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little bounce back win for the boys. Solid win for the boys. See where it goes from here. This is How are uh, you feeling, Gary? I'm feeling good, Clark. Are you close to being all the way back? Where are you at? I mean, you said, I think. I needed 30 to nothing minimum. You got thirty-one ten. Not enough. Not not quite there. Foots back in. Foots in. Foots in. What do you need to see this week? Left foots in. Another performance like we just 30 saw. Thirty nothing. No. Thirty one ten. I'm okay. I'm accepting ten points is fine. Okay. I'd like a you know double digit victory would make me happy. Absolutely. I expect it at home homecoming. But we'll get into that later. Yep. Absolutely. But I I will tell you this. I'm not going to overreact overreact on this win like we did. After no, the Western I mean, Michigan Northwestern sucked. Yeah. Their yeah. quarterback, five-star, number one, former number one recruit in the nation, he looked like trash. I mean, he did not look good. 15 of, what is that, 28, 88 yards and a pick. Got benched. I mean, our defense is right. Amazing. I mean, come on. But he's not good. I mean, five stars. I mean, just goes to show you the recruiting rankings. Football, not quite like basketball. Yeah, I mean – you don't want to go off on a crazy tangent, but there's some Michigan State walk-ons in the two deep that are making a breakthrough on the D-line. Y- yeah. Was Willickus an anything star? No. Point proven. Yeah. But I'm You're just welcome. saying, D'Antonio somehow knows. He finds the guys do- that fit the system, man, except for the offensive line. Apparently, he can't <laughs> find those guys anymore. Yeah. Apparently, those guys are just not out there. Yeah. I'm not sold. Play Dobbs. Play Dobbs. Play Dobbs. Play Dobbs. But I'm not sold on Northwestern's defense either, and that's uh, no. after our game, they're ranked somewhere in the 70s, I believe, and their offense is ranked uh, 121st in total offense. So, like you said, nothing impressive. We beat a team that we should have beat exactly. the, way, the way we should beat them. Exactly. So I'm fine with the win, you know. Yeah, and you know what's crazy about this game is that we actually – put up less yards and we oh then we did against arizona yes. state yeah yeah we barely had over 300 i think in this game we had like three or 330 something like that 340 yes less yards and lower yards per play than against arizona state yet we scored 21 more points and the difference to me and it's clear is the red zone opportunities yeah got to capitalize and that's the difference and i think that's been the scenario all season is we've gotten in striking range and then bring in uh we were putting the ball in the end zone guys were catching the ball in the end zone right i think lewerke looked pretty decent in the red zone shout out matt siebert yeah absolutely first two tds of his career (laughs) that's great some tight end scholarship i believe yeah on the scholarship for the rest of the season congrats to him that's huge it's big Hey, if we if he wants to be the guy that emerges and be the t- the tight end that's gonna you know 
Anytime we've been successful, we've had a successful tight end in That's our true. offense. That's true. Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen it since Josiah Scott left, so... And you mean Josiah Price. Josiah Price. That's what I was talking about. Josiah <laughs> Price. That's what I said. <laughs> so Don't worry. We'll go back and edit it in. <laughs> nope. No, we won't. We'll just keep it going. <laughs> I messed up. Josiah Price. Legend. Yep. yep. But the one thing about this win that I think pisses me off, like I said, with the stat I just gave you, is that how the hell did we lose Arizona State? I'm pretty sure they lost. They lost to Colorado. Colorado hung 34 on Arizona State. Tweeted about it. Wasn't pleased. That's the inconsistency of this team. It it, it makes that loss a when lot they have more their painful. Heads up their ass. It's it's coming up. It's just coming up their throat again. Their head. It's ridiculous. It's so bad. But when they're on, they can compete with anybody. Not anybody, but mostly mostly anybody. And when you mean we're on, you mean the offense because yes, the, the defense, defense is always on. Is magical. Yes. And that's the thing that I, I've said it every episode now. It's the most frustrating part about this team is because we yeah. have an elite defense. Big time. Absolutely elite. Yeah. And yet we have a middle-of-the-road offense that doesn't match it. So, yeah, I mean, and I mean, got to talk about some of the performances in this game. Bocce. Yeah. Jeez. Unbelievable. Was Broke f- the record for uh, in D'Antonio's point rating system. 14 tackles. Two pass deflections, two tackles for loss, a sack, an interception. Absolute monster. All over the field. And it felt one, like he was involved in every single play. Absolutely. And, I mean, really the one play I, I think about is that goal line stand is when he basically grabbed the guy by the legs, yeah. <laughs> single-handedly pulled him away from the goal line. He's a beast, man. I mean, the guy's an All-American. There's no question about it. Yeah, he's going to go down as uh, one of the greats in the line of MSU linebackers. I'm pretty I would sure. Say. Did it, uh, was it Darian that tweeted out that he thinks he's the best? Wow. Yeah, that's that's a strong statement. That's that's big backing. Yeah, from a Spartan legend. There. That's true. And obviously, the game won him Big Ten Defensive Player of the I Week. Mean, yeah, not even a question. Don't know how it couldn't. Yeah, and he got big. Uh, Roquan Williams had a nice game, a little homecoming for him. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. Couple tackles from for loss and a sack. Yeah. yeah, he looked like I mean, he looked like an NFL talent out there as well. I mean, the defense, like we say every week, they speak for themselves. Solid performances all around, including the secondary. Shout out to the secondary. I thought they played very well in this game. Yeah, they did a great job uh, limiting them. Obviously, you read the stats of Northwestern's quarterback, so that's all that really needs to be said. But we didn't see this coming based on our predictions. You know, I think we capped up at, at, at 16. I had 13-9, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I had 16-13. So yeah. Almost nailed it with the 9. Okay, I almost <laughs> nailed it with the 13. Um, Damn near nailed it with the 9. But the thing, you know, MSU. I, I think I'd say I won that then. Okay, I'll give you that I'll one. Put it in Clark's column. I mean, we both lost. We both lost. But the one thing that, uh, you know, there has been some improvement in the offense. You know, we haven't scored the points like we said in the Arizona State game, but we are averaging now 29.3 points a game, 406 yards per game, which ranks 73rd and 75th nationally. So it's not in the 120s like we were last year. So we're slightly improving, and things look like they're they're getting better. We're getting some cohesiveness Collins on the offense. a solid game, yeah, 76 yards and a touchdown, four and a half a carry. One thing I don't like seeing, though, our yards per carry on rush. We can't rush the football that yeah. well. Well, I mean, two point seven. When you have the injuries we do on the offensive line, it's difficult. Saying two point seven yards per carry against Northwestern, they average three point two against our defense. 
Come on. Yeah. Got to be better than that. I agree. No, we do. We absolutely have to be better than that if we're going to think of competing for anything. Yeah, and I think the other main key other than getting offensive line cohesiveness is the penalties. Mm. We talked about it last time, one of the most penalized team in the country. Yeah. But, I mean, those are absolute killers for drives, starting yeah. first and 15, first and 20. For this offense, that just makes it like Mount Everest for them. They cannot get first downs when we're behind like that, behind the sticks, as they like to say. Behind the sticks. We only had five penalties in that game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's an improvement, and I think that is a reason why maybe we were able to convert, uh, you know, more drives into yeah, touchdowns. So, I, agree. I think working on the little things, and, and I think that's what they uh, D'Antonio emphasized in his press conference this week, and in some of the interviews with the players, is consistency, offensive consistency. Everyone's got to do their job, and if they do it, then we have a good chance of winning because our defense is going to put us in every game almost. Yeah. So, moving forward, I think those are uh, those are the keys. What do you can, think about uh, Lewerke? I thought he, he he's he's up and down, man. He he looks like he gets in rhythm sometimes, but then he just makes a play. Like uh, if I remember correctly, I think it, he was ro- rolling out and he had a player wide open. And he threw it right at his feet. Yeah, and then there was the screen pass that we attempted, which I don't know what was that. I just I'm saying, he's very up and down. He's hot or cold, and that's part of the consistency. I mean, thing. his statistics on the season are good so far, right? And they're showing to be much better than he was last year. But it's just like when you see him miss, like we were just talking. When he misses, he he really misses. Yeah. Like it's like dreadful. Like it's tough to watch. But I mean, he does. But, but he, I guess that's what makes. I mean, I, that's how I miss like his consistency because I when he misses, I'm like pissed off and cursing at him, and then he makes five completions in a row. And we're down the field and we score. Right. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's clear the zip and the power on his throws is there. Better, Much better than last year. Uh, significantly. It's very noticeable. There so. are a couple throws to the, when we're on the you know short side and we throw to the wide side of the field where the play looks like it takes way too long to develop. Happened at the beginning of the game where Northwestern almost picked it. And against more athletic competition, better teams, you can't make that pass. I did see can't make that pass on the uh, I think the last touchdown before going to the half to Cody White. He did do a great job, and uh, I watched an th- article about it today. Him looking off the safety, he mm. he starts the play, looks right the whole entire time, comes back last second and throws a dart to Sign Cody of a veteran White, veteran quarterback, right there, man. Yeah, that's so good. Those are things that you like to see and you, in Cody White in the end zone. We like to see that. Yep. Yeah, I mean the the. <clears throat> Daryl Stewart has definitely taken over as the number one, not something we expected, but we'll get into that in the mailbag. But uh, sure, some uh, some interesting things going on. Speaking of the wide receiver co- core, a uh, little pink guy going Ooh. around in the uh, with Julian Barnett, and I think Anthony Williams Jr. had it earlier in the season. I believe they're roommates. So some farting going on in the room. <laughs> not sure what's going on, but hopefully he can get. Let's get uh, these more. guys a new dorm room. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully Barnett can get uh, inserted into the lineup, and I think D'Antonio had alluded the to pink that. pink guy bros. <laughs> pink guy bros. Yeah, I'd love to see Barnett play more. I think he's going to be a stud. I, I mean, he's he's got the athleticism, so I think 
D'Antonio hinted to that in his press conference that you will see more of Barnett. Meaning Jay sweeps, short side of the field, <laughs> Julian Barnett. That was what... Do we have a Jay sweep count going still? I think we lost track. Um, we. I don't think we had any against... Uh, I think we're trending under. We now. are trending very much so under. They heard. I think we are only at about five on the season right wow. now. Yeah. Well, there's at least one that game. I know that. Yeah, I counted that one. Yep. I think we're at about five on the season. Okay. So we're definitely trending under. But don't don't you dare put it past them to <laughs> tuck five in a game, you know, to trend right back on the over. Do you hear what D'Antonio said? We're going to get him more involved in the offense. Julian Barnett. Haven't been running jet sweeps. Haven't seen a lot of Julian Barnett. Well, they dial him up for him, so they've just been waiting for him to get healthy. They've just been waiting for their jet sweep guy ever since Naylor went out. <laughs> That's true. Naylor definitely. Uh, yeah, probably... that, that affected the jet sweep bet. We might have to revisit that. <laughs> change that over under anyways anyway so i mean can't say much more about the northwestern game other than you know mediocre job by the offense and amazing job by the defense so and if you get a mediocre job out of the offense we can beat most teams yep most northwesterns and hopefully the indianas the indianas the Rutgers, the maryland's and then the rest of it's up in the air (laughs) well let's get into one of those teams that we should beat Homecoming week, Indiana. Are you going, Gary? I'm going. Are you going? I'm going. You're going. I'm going. Are you going? No. Okay. No, I'm not. I only got one foot in the door. (laughs) Well, you're lucky because I'm pretty sure we don't have a game, home game after this uh, for like five weeks. Yeah, until Penn State. Yeah. Not going to that either. Well. Or actually, it's four weeks. If we win the next three, I will consider. Okay, let let me get you on this. What if we beat Indiana and we win one of those two? I'll consider it, depending on how we look. Okay. And we squeak, or we have a close game in the other one. That would get you in the seat for Penn State. Can I get a commitment? Yes. <laughs> there it is. But Fuck. it will be up to me determining close. They have to pass my eye test. Okay. Better beat Indiana first. How okay. about we just stick to let's, that? Let's stick to that. Let's stick to let's beating not jump Indiana. The gun. Yeah, let's okay. not jump the gun. We've seen what this team's capable of. They're coming in looking for an upset, I'll ten, tell you that. 10-7, ten, ten Arizona State. <laughs> you don't got to remind me, Clark. Baseball game? No, it was a football game. You yeah. don't got to remind me. Indiana's coming in looking for an upset, coming off a uh, a big bounce back win against oh, Connecticut. It's mighty Connecticut. 38-3. Whoa. After the Hoosiers dropped a big stinker, fifty-one to ten to Ohio State the week before, so at, at home, nonetheless, yeah, yeah, it was not pretty. I mean, Ohio State's pretty damn good. They're clearly the class of the Big Ten, as we've seen thus far. But we'll find out a lot here in the next couple weeks. Um, but let's just talk a little bit about Indiana. Tell us about their roster, Gary. Who are we looking at? Key players? <laughs> well, first, let's. I mean, this is the the big thing, as you know, they're not really sure who's going to be starting at quarterback, and that's kind of changes how their offensive roles. Obviously, we know Peyton Ramsey and from previous got, year. He started. Phoenix. Yep. Phoenix Jr. Michael Phoenix. Uh, he he beat out uh, Ramsey before the season started, but had an injury. So he's... Do they rotate? No. He he was going to be the, the go-to starter, and then he got injured, and now Ramsey's back in. So, so they'll stick with one of them. Well, yeah, but they haven't announced who's going to start. Um, I guess uh, Penix is getting not healthy. The, uh, you know... The Gaddis two quarterback system. No, 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 no. You're gonna no. see. You'll see I'm one. D- <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, come on. Because that works. That's working so well. Yeah. 
So, but they've, and you know, surprisingly, even with the thrashing by Ohio State, they've been one of the more efficient teams on offense. Um, they're number 20 in passing offense with they 308 usually, yards per they game. They usually are. Indiana's usually a high And they have the offense. sixth best total offense with 429. But In they, the country? Yeah. But they haven't played really anyone. I mean, they played Connecticut. They played Ohio State. Put up 10 I'm on I'm pretty OSU. sure they played Eastern Washington. Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois, excuse and me. And Ball State. Okay. Ball State gave them a game, by the way, 34-24. to 24. So but This is a game we need to win. Yeah. And by double digits. And that's what I'm saying. The stats are obviously skewed based on their competition. So, um. Yeah, so but it will be a game time decision. They both have a little bit different style. Ramsey is more of like a scrambling quarterback. Uh, Penix is is a straight up dual threat. So neither one of them scare me. No, no, not at all. Um, we see our boys they, they in the backfield. They Stevie be- Scott. Yep, our boy Stevie Scott and Sorry. I, and his uh, <laughs> uh, the other running back also has a great name, Samson James. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. So you're going to see a lot of Stevie Scott. Hands the ball to Samson. <laughs> it's going to be a, a great duo of names there in the backfield whoa, for whoa, Indiana. Whoa, 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 What is this wide receiver? Wop Fillior? Do you see this name? <laughs> no. W-H-O-P-P-H-I-L-Y-O-R. Wop Fillior. Wide receiver? Wide receiver. Mm, hopefully we'll see some of him. Is he, uh, where does he rank here in the wide receiver lineup? He appears to be second in line. Wow. Behind the tight end. Yeah, Peyton Hendershot. Peyton Hendershot, another great name. This yeah. is a good name team. I'll they're tell you an all-name team. They if, are, if Indiana, probably going to rank him in the top five <laughs> for names. <laughs> but uh, Hendershot leads Indiana in receptions, 18 on the year, and he's also tallied up 234 yards. Three TDs, too. Yeah. Got to look out for him. Got to watch out for the tight end. Yeah. But I, I think our linebacker. We really haven't had trouble with tight ends. No, no one's really focused on them uh, uh, in any of the teams we've played. They so. got to get rid of the ball with our D-line. Yeah. That's for sure. But, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to have success running the ball. That's one area that they've struggled, and that's why their passing stats are the way they are, because they have not had success running the ball. I found another one. Wide receiver. Ty Fry Fogel, <laughs> swear to God, can't make it up. Fry Fogel, Ty, F R Y F O G L E, Fry Fogel. Fifteen catches, third in line. Can't wait to hear these guys catch the ball. Clark's giving all the great analysis on these names. Gary's giving you what the you know the behind the scenes what these guys can do. I'm just finding the name guys. <laughs> He's getting ready for his all name team. They're definitely going to be. I in mean, there. there's going to be a lot of Hoosiers on that. It's going to be a good. Die Fry Fogel. Well, let's see how they can do playing football. But uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Mm. I mean, they've had, hey, again, these stats are somewhat skewed because of the competition, but they have been somewhat respectable on offense. They've only allowed 19.5 points per game, and that's including the Maybe 51. Defense. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's okay. They've only, uh, And that's including the 51 points they gave, gave up to Ohio State, and they're only allowing 294 yards per game. So... They and they held UConn to only 51 yards rushing on 22 carries. So, personally, I don't think they're any better than Northwestern on defense. So, I think it's, I really think it should be a similar game. I, I really feel like we should control the game from start to finish. I certainly hope so. 330 kick. Homecoming. 330 should kick. Be a, should be a packed house at Spartan Stadium. Big that's 10 for sure. Network, 330 kick. Look out for Gary on the Big Ten tailgate show. He'll be <laughs> handing out sticks. I mean stickers. Shaking hands. 
taking photo ops, signing <laughs> picks. Speaking oh. of picks, MSU minus 14, Gary, you want to give us That's, up? That uh, is the line. Actually, I'll go first. Okay. I mean, I, I write mine down. You write so. yours down, so I'm going to go first. So I can't, we this can't. Is, I think we should just do that every time, but That's what we'll just do. don't steal New my. format moving forward. I'll go first, Gary. I'll read you his because his is pre-planned. I get, I'm going right off the cuff here. Okay. Um, minus 14. That's the line. Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Bounced back, but we've done that before already. Hoosiers have a high-tempo offense. I do think we're going to cover, though. Interesting. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to see a, another big game from Brian Lewerke and the wide receiving core. Might even see Siebert tucking one into the end zone again. I'm going to go with our Spartans to win 34-14. to 14. Wow. Cov. That's a lot of confidence. That's a cov. That's a lot of confidence. If they want, you know, they want to bring me back, that's a nice way to go. 34-14. Let's go with it. That's a solid score. It's a good cov. But this is definitely a must-win game for them. Absolutely. With the, with the next three games on the lineup, as we already said, Wisconsin at Wisconsin at Ohio State at home against Penn State, must win, and they must win convincingly in my eyes. Yeah. And they can't be looking ahead to Wisconsin. No. Oh my God, no. I think this is a game MSU should win easily, but they won't. Classic. Tell us why. I mean, think about it. They should have beat Arizona State. It was almost like a homecoming game. That yeah, game. We should have killed Arizona State. Like I said, I said in the last episode, the crowd was ready to erupt, and we didn't deliver. I think we'll still win. I think we'll come close to covering. Ooh. Maybe it actually hit the exact line. I'm going with 24 to 10. Wow. Michigan State. Probably more realistic than my pick, let's be honest. Us but, putting up the, the most, our second most points of the year, yeah, probably. I mean, we, it's kind of pathetic that we can't put up forty in a game against Indiana. It used to happen regularly. Yeah, well, the, I, what, I wonder what we. I can't remember. I know we won pretty handily last year uh, against I Indiana. I don't think we put up anything major though. So yeah, twenty-four to ten is my pick, and uh, yeah, I think. We'll pull away late. I think we'll it will be like seventeen to ten, uh, and then we'll we'll get that last well, touchdown. That will get away. us the four and one and two and zero oh in the conference if we can do that. Now, well, go you know, on, I'll take it. Going into Madison, got to go into Madison undefeated in the conference. Maybe we'll put up a better showing than uh, some of the other schools in the Ooh. state did, and I, might but, as well get right into the state of the, the Big Ten. Well, I think the clear cut top two teams in the Big Ten are pretty evident especially after this weekend when old scum traveled across Lake Mish <laughs> and got their dicks completely pushed in. I mean, what a sight, Gary. I was happy. I, I, I watched almost more of that game, I think, than I did of our game. My Michigan friend actually I called me out because I was, I was talking a lot of trash in our group text. And he said, are you even watching your own game? No need. We're going to win. <laughs> so, I mean... Did I take great enjoyment? You bet your ass I did. I mean, I think there was a point when I was watching and they showed Jim Harbaugh on the sideline, mouth open, breathing like an idiot, looking up, 
And I think he just like looked at one of his assistants and said, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> the guy had no clue what was going on. <laughs> I mean, they just got just Wisconsin's just a far better football team than there. Wisconsin's a hell of a football team. But Michigan showed the true colors overhyped, overmatched. Just like apparently we were, but God, I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and we actually got some questions. Looks like maybe Michigan fans. I'm not sure what oh, type of fans they are, but neutrals maybe. They, I got some questions. And, oh, we're gonna fire a couple mailbags in. Yeah, right we'll now. fire them in because it's relevant. We're talking about Michigan, so let's. Yeah. And, and you know, we do have a resident scum listener, Kish, out there. I'm sure he's listening to this episode, and maybe Dean is as well. Our other Chicago resident now, yep, now yep. Midwest guy. It's good, good Welcome to hear. back home, Kish. <laughs> So first question comes from Kevin D in Traverse City. He said, how much longer can we hope that the Ann Arbor clowns will keep hairball around? Hairball. Hairball. <laughs> oh, hairball. <laughs> Obviously referring to Harbaugh. I mean, I mean, how do you, how long do you think they, this leash is for Harbaugh over at Michigan? Who knows? I mean, I've been hearing some of them getting pretty restless. I mean, his overall record is good, but he beats up on teams he should beat up on, right? Doesn't win against top 10 opponents. Doesn't win against ranked opponents on the road. Doesn't win bowl games. Doesn't beat Ohio State. I mean, he's beaten us a couple times, but he does not beat Ohio State, and it certainly does not look like this is going to be the year to do that. Doesn't make it to Indy. I mean, did they hire him to come in and go 9-3 and three every year? 10-2, and two, play Florida in a bowl game? If that's what Michigan fans want, stick around forever. I'll take that. If not, I'll enjoy it. Then I would say he's probably on a pretty short leash. But what do I know? I don't care. Hell, keep him around forever. The guy's a clown. <laughs> Drinks milk with his steak. God, keep him around. Oh, God. So, guys shouldn't have fired Rich Rod. Shouldn't have fired Hoke, maybe. Hoke. <laughs> this is Michigan, for God's sake. Uh, all right, let's move on from scum. I can't, I can't talk about them. That's enough of them, I, yeah. I can't talk about them anymore. Uh, another notable, I mean, this is still like bottom of the barrel, Big Ten teams, but Nebraska snuck by illinois nebraska continue on their winning ways huh <laughs> i mean nebraska came into the season extremely high scott frost extremely high the fighting frosties have not lived up to the hype we'll see how they do this week yeah they play at, ohio state the, at nebraska in lincoln gonna be a slaughter probably it's gonna be absolute slaughter i will agree uh some other noble matchups for this week penn state at maryland let's see if maryland Give me penn state in that game i mean penn state has not been impressive this year no you're right. That's actually a very good point. At but Maryland. And Maryland did lose. To Temple. To Temple. Right. Put money on that game because I thought Maryland was for real. They are who we thought they were. We'll find out. We're going to learn a lot we'll this see. week. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Penn State's a fraud. I am tr- I think that they're trending more towards fraud. What's the line on that game, Gary? I don't know. Let me pull it up. Okay. Preview another but, one. Uh, while you look that up, the other notable matchup, which is also probably going to be a blowout, uh, Northwestern at Wisconsin. So, Oh, yeah. Penn State, Maryland. Penn State minus six and a half. Mm. It's a close one. Over under 61 and a half. Wow. They don't expect a lot of defense in that no, football game. No, they're definitely uh, expecting a shootout. Penn State minus six and a half. Um, you know, Penn State's a young football team. Was that at Maryland? That's an 8 p.m. kickoff. The Terrapins are going to be riled up. I like Maryland to cover that six and a half. What are you thinking? Do you like them to win straight up, though? Pull an upset. 
But no, I don't. I'm calling an upset right Gary now. Gary wants the upset. He says they're covering. Put Maryland money line is what Gary's telling you. Don't do that, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people might imagine. I come to cover six and a half. Okay. All right, let's move on uh, to our my one of my favorite topics on the show, uh, basketball. Probably my favorite topic. Just a quick check-in. Uh, no recruiting news this week, but a practice officially kicked off, so we got some insider knowledge from our basketball correspondent, Big Dog, down in CBUS. Shout out, Big Dog. Shout out to the Big Dog, and he just does want to go on the record that he is all in on Rocket Watts being the truth. As is, as is the every, RCR, and as every is fan probably every other Spartan fan. Yeah. But some tidbits from practice and uh, some things that have been noted from our insider and from others uh, around the program, just, just checking in on the practices, Aaron Henry and Gabe Brown making the biggest strides, which is fantastic uh, love news. love to hear that. Fantastic news. Because those are the freshmen that broke out in the NCAA tournament last year. So they can be consistent scorers. I think both of them can be very good defenders, too. Absolutely. They both have athleticism. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Sky's the limit. Saw, saw old uh, Gabe Brown changed his jersey number to did he? 44, old Nick Ward. Wow. Yes. I did not see that. Yes, and now Stephen Izzo is wearing Gabe Brown's old number. Wow. Yes. little tidbit. Interesting. Um, interesting note that uh, someone reported that Henry was the last one to leave the gym. And God, noticed, loved, God noticed his, Henry. his shooting has improved. And they also said Gabe doesn't look like a young guy. He looks like a grown-ass man now. So Shooting improved. I mean, Henry didn't even shoot the ball that bad last year. I know. He's pretty consistent. Yeah. My boy, Ahern's, Arns. Yeah. yeah. Still doesn't say it correctly. <laughs> Kyle Arns. Uh, they're saying he has a chance to see a crease roll this year depending on Lankford's time getting back up to speed. You're, you know, with Lankford, like we talked about, it's going to take a second. You don't just jump right back into playing full speed. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, he's got to get in rhythm, you know. But um, come January, I expect Lankford to be up and running full speed. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Arns is a nice guy to have in there. <laughs> Senior leadership. Um, guy can shoot the ball well. He's athletic. Fine with me. I mean, I think we'll see a lot of Rocket Watts, though. Absolutely. I hope we see a lot of rock. Been watts. hearing uh, some good things about uh, Malik Hall as well. Yeah, he's going to be I mean, he's very, gonna be, very good things. Yeah, like, it was weird in his in the reporter insider sign. Didn't no mention of Malik in there. I didn't see. Might need to uh, get a deep dive on Malik next week, big dog. So uh, let's get a little reporting back to us with that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear a little bit more about the freshman. That's for sure. He did say Joey Hauser eligibility looking less likely to happen this year. Yep. As expected, though. I mean, hell, it'd be great to have him. I'd rather have his eligibility for next season, if I'm being honest, though. It's true. I think only two seasons, so. But that's our basketball recruiting, or not recruiting, basketball update for this week. And we will be uh, dropping more tidbits as we go along up leading up to our basketball preview, which will be a standalone episode. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that one. It's probably my favorite episode other Look, than the final four. Looking episode. forward to myself picking Michigan State correctly to the national championship, I assume. Just oh. like last year, a correct final four prediction. Yep, I picked that too. And no, you didn't, Clark. Well, there's no way of knowing. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Go think, check out the basketball preview we're jumping from last into the year. Mailbag here. <laughs> um, Gary, want to start us off? Sure. I, I, I missed one from last week, so I promised that I'd get him on the show this week, and I do apologize. 
And if there's any confusion on how to send us mailbags, you can send it to us, uh, direct message on Facebook, comment on any of our posts. Same with Twitter, direct message, fa- uh, comment on any of our posts, and uh, we'll definitely read Instagram. those on the show. Instagram, same de- same deal. If you know us, you can text message us if you want. <laughs> or pick up the phone and <laughs> that, call. That too. That too. Call uh, the RCR hotline. But you can find us on all of those social media accounts at Red Cedar Rundown. That's it. That's it. Plain and simple. Straight to the point. Yep. So patreon.com <laughs> slash red cedar rundown. Yep. Just thought I'd plug it in real quick for you guys. Yeah, plug that in. So uh the question comes from Charles H in Denver. And this was after the Arizona game. So this was going into the Northwestern game. So but I want to just still bring it up because it is a question that sure. sh- I think should be talked about. He said, should we start putting the heat on Lewerke to try out some of our backups for the position? He said, although I'm not a fan of putting Lombardi in as a starter. I never want to see Rocky Lombardi as the starting quarterback. So, no. I mean, I think, well, I think, I think, I think, I think I've Lewerke's, asked I think Lewerke's sh- doing his job. I think he's showing consistency. I think there's some throws he needs to improve on. That's very evident, and I think everybody can see that. But I don't think he's the Lewerke of last year, so I don't think he needs to be. No, I think he's, our team is in the best position to win with him on the football field. Yeah. And surprisingly, Brian Lewerke is third in the Big Ten in total offense with 273 points. Yeah. Or two, 273 yards yeah, he's per have, game. He's quietly having a pretty good season right now. I think he's got seven touchdowns, only one interception, throwing the football. So hasn't had to use his legs too much, but can if need be. So I'm, it, hopefully he just keeps progressing and getting better each game. Absolutely. That's all we can hope for. But I definitely think he gives us the best opportunity. He, he also had a follow-up question. This is uh, non-sports related. He said, what's your favorite pregame tradition at the Spartan Stadium? Uh, he said, I always like the marching band from the practice field of the stadium, which I've seen a couple times, which yeah. is definitely a cool experience if you haven't checked it out. And you can also actually, I think, two hours before the game, the players walk into the stadium as well with Antonio. You can see that. As well, one of my favorite traditions is just getting absolutely shit-faced. Uh, God, what yep. a good one. One of my faves. <laughs> Part of the reason I don't go up there anymore. Hell, can't handle it anymore. Getting old. No, I I do like to just even though I I feel extremely old every time I go there, but just go check out the tennis courts and uh, get over to the tea courts. See the the lively atmosphere. Get a Vagnetti beat going. <laughs> yeah, good times. I don't know personally for me. I guess I technically still call it pregame, but I love watching the team run of the field of Thunderstruck. Yeah. Just gets me amped yeah, up. Yeah, that's that's I would I would technically put it in. pregame. It's the end of pregame, but yeah. it's my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. I used to like watching. You know, when the students were in there and they'd talk shit to the opposing team because we used to have a student section that cared. But that doesn't happen anymore, no, so I no. can't count that as a pregame tradition. No. Yeah, I, I will definitely report back next week on uh, the status of the student section. Gary, maybe come back to us next week with a pregame tradition. Let us know. How the tea courts were. Okay. You know? I'm going to be with actually my 10-year-old niece, so I probably will not be going to the tennis courts. Wow. This guy sucks. Hey, man. Just kidding. I'm trying to get him trying to get him started young. That's a good thing, you know? Future Spartan. Shouts, yeah, shouts to your niece for going she to a Spartan ha- game before I did this year. Yeah, that's yeah. embarrassing. She she actually already hates Michigan, which is great. Love that. You got you love to see it. Yep. Start him start <clears throat> young with the hate. Brainwashed. Absolutely. I'll probably just have her pass out some stickers for us, so no big deal. Oh, that's genius. (laughs) Love it. So let's get into our next question. It's coming from uh, one of, actually, our hockey correspondent, Burge, in Chicago. He says, does this team remind you of any other Mark D'Antonio teams? I can't remember a team of his that could literally be anybody but also lose to anybody. 
They have little room for error, but as long as they don't give teams 7 to 10 points, they could be in any game with the exception of Iowa State. Maybe. I agree with him, honestly, on this. Makes a lot of sense, and I agree they don't remind me of any other Mark D'Antonio team. Well, almost last year, but our offense was obviously significantly worse, and we dealt with a lot more injuries. But, I mean, you look at even the Michigan and Ohio State game last year, which were arguably the two best teams in, in the Big Ten, and we hung with them. Yeah, we did. Until the end of the game. We did. We were in those games. We just couldn't move the ball. Exactly. But And so that's what we were saying. If we have somewhat of a cohesive or coherent offense – we have a chance in almost every game, I think. I think we can hang with Ohio OSU State as well. Ohio State is not going to hang 30 points on us. They could. They could. I just don't see it happening. It's in Ohio State. You you really think that we're going to just somehow allow them to Hell, I hope double, not. triple the, what other teams are able to put up on us, even the low-level teams? I just don't think so. They've done it before. They have. But I think this, this defense is special, and... I would cap the Ohio State offense at, like, 28 points. I don't think they're going to get above 30. That's my personal opinion. Well, I guess we'll see what Gary's happens in a couple riding weeks. riding high after this Northwestern I'm just, win. I'm saying defensively. I, I, it could be 28-7 to seven against Ohio State. It could be 63 to could nothing. Be, I don't think – I'm just – I don't see that words. happening either. You're right. We'll talk about it in two weeks, but we'll let's – We'll talk about it when that game comes around. Let's just see what but happens. I like that. I like how Burge put that together. That was good. Yeah, I, there aren't really other teams that have been like this, I don't think. No. But, I mean, it's not necessarily a good thing because it means that you're wasting a good defense. Yeah. Not a good defense. I take that back. A great defense. True. Up, oh, this one's coming in from Adam D. in Cali. So, for the mailbag, last weekend's game made me more confused than ever about what this team is. Defense is what it is, but I'm totally lost on offense. Good, decent, capable, tolerable, fluky. What are we? <sighs> tolerable at this point on the borderline of being capable. I would say tolerable on the borderline of being fluky. <laughs> so you think we're trending? I think we're downward. trending from fluky to tolerable. Okay. I think we're, I think we're, I guess I should have phrased that differently. We're trending from fluky to tolerable. Okay. Because I mean, you get what you get. And the Western Michigan game, you're scoring touchdowns, you're putting points on the board, and then in walks mighty ASU, and you drop a seven bomb on the board. Yeah. And you have over 400 yards of total offense and you can't put the ball in the end zone. That's fluky to me. But let's make it tolerable and start scoring two to three offensive touchdowns a game. I don't think it's much to ask. Said I don't the, think that's a hard ask. I really don't show. think that's a hard ask. You just got to convert those red, red zone opportunities. You can't leave it up to the kicking game. Quick follow-up here from Adam D. He said, when did, in quotes, Eli Collins become a thing? And can we stop it? I hate it. Am I an old man? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't like it either. Just say his full name. Elijah. It's not that hard. It's not difficult. We don't. It's not Eli Manning. <laughs> I don't know who started that. Don't like it either. Probably the announcer. I think we do stop it. And I, I'm also going to join you. I do hate it. I think it's kind of like... Uh, when they go, Sparty's Party. putting points on the <laughs> yep, board. Yep. Yeah. Sparty, yep. One of my most hated things that any announcer can Sparty's say. Sparty's good this season. Yeah, okay. <sighs> just really upset me. Uh, let's get into uh, one of our good friends, Rose, out in Houston. He's fired up this week. Oh, yeah. He's real He's fired real up. real fired up in the group text this week. I'll tell you that. He says, through four games, D-Stew, go line stew. 
has been head and shoulders above Cody White as our best wideout. But coming into the year, I don't think we were expecting such a large large gap. Do you see this more as D Stu blowing up or Cody White being a disappointment? I certainly don't think Cody White's a disappointment. I don't think so either. I, I thought I, he looked very good last game. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's been as elite as we may have thought, but yeah, that doesn't we necessarily might have put mean, him on a pedestal yeah. that he didn't, you know, necessarily deserve to be on. And I think that maybe because of some of D Stu's drops in the past, and you know, he just hasn't been as consistent as he's been this year. And I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it in the Northwestern game; he absolutely stiff armed a guy to the ground on one of his catches. Just looked like an absolute animal. Beast. So. I just I think it's more of D Stu just showing up on his in his senior year. So D Stu was playing for an NFL contract. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I mean, he catches on the season. He just got nominated on the watch list for the Bolitnikoff Award. Showing up big time. Darian said it. These guys are trying to put together their own tape. Their resumes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the guys on offense. Yeah. Daryl Stewart's trending to become the top wide receiver. Most catches, most yards. In MSU history, in one season, I saw even if we don't make a bowl game, wow, be crazy. Well, I mean, we're gonna make a bowl game, but let's even if we don't make a bowl game, let's be real. We'll make a bowl game. See you guys out in San Francisco for the Red Box Bowl. Point <laughs> Hey, you know they don't do back to back bowl games for Big Ten teams. So hell, who we'll, wouldn't want to see we'll us play be, Oregon again in a seven six <laughs> nail biter? We'll be at the Pinstripe Bowl. Come on, Clark. See you in New York City <laughs> in uh, December. Sounds terrible. Oh, God. Uh, so uh, next second to last question here we got from Guy in Ferndale. Hey, Guy. And he asks, what do you think about D'Antonio ignoring warning signs about Austin Robertson and whether you think it should be wow. factored in whether he stays or goes? He's going there. He went there. He went there. We haven't talked about <laughs> it. Yeesh. Ignoring warning signs. Um, I would say, I would say that I we need say, to take that. I would think we need to take that into consideration for future recruits. And I think that he probably should have done a better job. I would also say this Austin Robertson had scholarship offers from major programs all over college football who badly wanted him to come there. It's not like they pulled his offer when he, when he uh, committed to Michigan state, he's a scumbag. I'm glad he's not a part of the program. Um, but did he ignore them? Did he notice the warning signs and think he could maybe help the kid out? I don't know. I wasn't there. And let's also I wasn't there. Let's also uh take into consideration who is saying these claims, which is Curtis Blackwell, who, oh, who was fired for covering who up was suing, the sexual assault. Who was suing the university, I believe. So um, Oh, and who wrote the article? Oh, ESPN. Dan, Our good friend Paula. Dan and, Murphy was involved with Paula Dan. being Dan in his basement in Ann Arbor. <laughs> Swine. Oh, man. They don't have an agenda or anything. No, I mean, not they at all. Certainly, it's like that's all they do every day, all day, every day. I mean, yeah, could we have done a better job? Maybe, probably, but I wasn't there, so I can't give you a straight answer. Guess who else wasn't there? Paula Levine. Guess who else wasn't there? Dan Murphy certainly wasn't there. <laughs> You know who was there? Curtis Blackwell, and he lost his job as a result of what he was involved with. So let the legal let no let the lawsuit pan out how it will, and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, I agree. Let's get into our last question. It's a good one from Mike K out in Farmington Hills. He says, after four weeks of college football play. What are Spartans' big ti- Big Ten title odds? Oh. And do you have any revisions from the start of the season predictions? 
I'm going to put our Big Ten title odds at uh, 1%. <laughs> I was thinking zero, so I'll give us one. Yeah, you said zero before the show, so I'll give us happy one. that you bumped it up to I'll one. I'll give it one. Outside shot, Indy. Outside shot. Outside shot at Indy. Uh, no, <laughs> settle down, Gary. Settle down. Uh, uh, would I alter anything? What did I have us going? I think nine and three. Still think it's doable. 100%. Didn't have us losing to ASU though, so I think the floor is seven and five, and the ceiling is nine and three right now. I think I predict us at ten and two. I think if I remember correctly, and I think our losses were Wisconsin, and I can't remember who else, or no, Ohio State, and someone else. But I had us beating Wisconsin. You had us losing to Michigan. Wow, you suck. No, I didn't. Come on. Uh, I would put our chances at a Big Ten title. I mean, really, it comes down to can we beat Wisconsin and Ohio State? You have to beat both of them. Actually, I think you can get through if – yeah, no, listen. This is the scenario. If you if you lose to Wisconsin and beat Ohio State, which is obviously insane. Tiebreaker. And then Ohio State well, loses. Well, because we just got to beat the E. We just, we just got to – we would – Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just got to win the East. So just beat Ohio State. It's that simple. <laughs> Go into Columbus. So what – basically – 7.30 at night. Beat them again. So what? So what? Basically, what I'm being asked is, what are the chances that we beat Ohio State at a night game in the shoe? And I'm gonna bump it up to 2.5 percent. Wow, Gary's feeling confident today. <laughs> 2.5, healthy 2.5, and rising. Check in next week to Check see where those percentages are at. Let, let me see us wipe the floor, wipe the field with Indiana. You might see me push that uh, 3.5, even 4.5. Hell, maybe five. Easy, Clark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see after the Wisconsin game. Yeah, we'll see. Gonna take a, it's going to take a, we'll a good performance goes. at Wisconsin to me to push it to five. Um, but that's it. That's it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Uh, once again, Clark, you plugged it before. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, just visit the website, patreon.com slash Red Cedar Rundown. I'll say it one more time for you. Patreon.com slash R-E-D-C-E-D-A-R-R-U-N. D-O-W-N. And you can also find all of our episodes at redcedarrundown.buzzsprout.com to hear every single episode we've ever aired. And you can follow us, as I said before, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Red Cedar Rundown. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And as always, go green. Go white.